Welcome to Basic Christian Life. The teaching series within this podcast is a part of the Basic Discipleship Program. In Mark 8, 34, Jesus said, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Our hope is that this material will equip you with basic Bible truths that you can know how to effectively follow Christ. Now, let's join today's lesson. Hey, welcome to this edition of Basic Christian Life. And we are in session number 10. And today we're talking about Bible study, how to study the Bible. Studying scripture is an integral part of the Christian life. It's so important for believers to learn how to be self-feeders when it comes to the Word of God. Some never become real mature or strong in Scripture because they never gain the skills or the habit of life for studying Scripture. Uh, They rely on what others say. They rely on uh, popular Christian books, sermons, teachings of others. Now, nothing wrong with those things, but to really thrive in your Christian life, you've got to get to the place where you um, are able to study the Bible and to discern truth from error for yourself. Scripture is replete, full of admonitions in this regard. Uh, Think about uh, Peter telling readers to desire the pure milk of the word. Think of the author of Hebrews Uh, describing believers as being stuck on the fundamental principles and not able to go on to the meat of God's Word. Uh, Think about Jesus saying that we are sanctified by God's truth. Understanding Scripture, being able to study it for ourselves and have the Lord speak to us is a fundamental key in becoming strong believers. Bible reading and Bible study are an integral part of the Christian life. On one occasion, Jesus talked about our need to understand the word by saying this, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. See, stability and security, satisfaction will come your way in your spiritual journey. When you know how to read, study and understand God's word and apply it to your life. When Jesus taught, he highlighted the importance of this by often speaking of the way in which people need to have ears to hear his truth. It's important that we develop good spiritual hearing, good spiritual ears. Matthew 13, 9 and 43, Mark 4, 9, 7, 33 and 8, 18. Luke 9:44 and 14:35 all are references in which Jesus admonishes us to have good spiritual ears E A R S Now in this lesson I want to use that word ears that uh, Jesus used and I want to use it as an acronym an acronym E A R S ears when you use that acronym Uh, to describe or share four actions we need to take in order to study God's Word. So we want to be self-feeders. We want to have the ability to not just read God's Word, but to study it. And consider using this acronym. I, I believe it can be a grid or an outline you can use to help you study God's Word. 
we're having this 10th lesson in our basic Christian life study. And in this lesson, I, I want to, to give you a method for studying God's Word. Use this acronym, E. First of all, E. The E stands for explain. See, in order to study Scripture, you've got to first be able to explain what the verse meant to the original audience. So you ask this personal question to yourself, E, ears, E stands for explain. As you study, ask this personal question, what did this passage mean to the original audience? What did this passage mean to the original audience? I think of Acts chapter 17, verses two through three. It shows us that this question is important for Bible study. There it describes Paul's ministry in Thessalonica, and it says, As usual, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is Messiah, Paul said. So notice that your Bible was not written in a vacuum. There was an original audience. When you read the pages of Scripture, as we just did in Acts 17, 2 through 3, you hear a message that was intended for a first century audience. Now know this, the first step in studying your Bible and understanding your Bible is to have ears, to have E, the ability to explain what it meant to the original audience. And know this fundamental principle of Bible study. The Bible can never mean anything to you that it did not first mean to the original audience. A lot of people are guilty of doing what we call taking passages out of context. They, they take a portion of Scripture and they make it mean something it was never intended to mean. They read themselves and their experiences into the text. And this type of Bible study is faulty. This type of Bible study is not based on the authority of God's Word. It starts not with God and what He has said in mind. Instead, it starts with the person. And it's just a blind shot in the dark. An attempt to try to understand the Bible apart from its original context and apart from the Lord's original intent. So you've got to study and have ears, E, explain. You've got to be able to discover what the Lord meant for the original audience. I, I think of the man who studied the Bible in a haphazard fashion like this. There's an anecdotal story that says there was a man who, who wanted to understand what God had to say for him, and he just randomly flipped open his Bible and he uh, read that Judas hanged himself. He read that verse and thought, well, I guess, I guess the Lord wanted me to hear that idea or that truth. And then he flipped to another passage and read, go do thou likewise. And the man, you get the point, had a haphazard approach to Bible study. He didn't consider the context and what the passage meant for the original audience and arrived at faulty conclusions. This is very important for Bible study. You've got to know what 
the Bible meant for the original audience. So to do that, maybe you need a good study Bible. Maybe you need some commentaries. Maybe you need to listen to a Bible teacher. Many times the, the meaning is very obvious. I would say most of the time it is, but there's often Bible background, cultural customs, uh, word meanings, and cross-referencing and theological understanding that will help you grasp what the text meant for the original audience. Obviously, at times there's going to be debates as to what the real meaning is, but many times through using good, conservative, Christ-honoring, Bible-centered sources, you can arrive at a good idea concerning what the passage meant for the original audience. So first, explain. Explain. What did the passage mean to the original audience? Uh, number two, A, E, A, ears, E, A, the A stands for apply. Apply. And here you want to ask uh, this question. What does the passage mean to me? So know this, every Bible passage had a meaning for the original audience. Then secondly, it has a meaning for you and for me. Believers of all generations, believers throughout church history, can read the Bible and know indeed there was an intent for the original audience, but there is secondly an application for whoever reads. Uh, think about Acts chapter 8. We're, we're in Acts in this study, just studying systematically or topically. And in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, we read about how an Ethiopian of governmental official is saved. And we read about how Philip, a deacon, evangelized this man and shared the gospel with him. When Philip approached the man, he, he noticed the man was reading scripture and the man had a divine curiosity. This is a situation, a personal peace, a divine encounter, someone interested in the word of God. And we read that the man in verse 31 asked, how can I understand what scripture says unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come sit with him and then Luke records in verses 32 and 33 uh, the, the passage that the Ethiopian eunuch was actually reading. And then the eunuch said to Philip, verse 34, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus beginning with that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water what would keep me from being baptized? Now notice the man studied scripture. He had someone guide him to give him the meaning of the text. But then he came face to face with the reality that there was an application for him. There was a meaning for his life in the text. Now as you study scripture, you want to understand what the passage meant to the original audience, explain, and then secondly, apply. You want to discern what the Lord has for you from the text. You want to ask, what does this passage mean to me? So give you an example. We, we could look at a passage um, like 
Romans 3, 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, ears, e, you could go and explain what that meant. Uh, Paul was writing uh, to uh, first century Christians. Many within his audience were Jewish, and they thought they had a more prestigious standing than uh, non-Jewish people. And Paul wanted to remind them, no, we are all under sin. We are all without excuse. There is none righteous, no, not one. Every single person, whether Jew or Gentile, has sinned and fallen short of God's glory. That's what it meant, he explained for the original audience. Then you could look at the idea of apply. Well, what does that mean for my life? That means that I have sinned. That means I am imperfect. That means I am broken. That means that I am not better than anyone. I don't have a higher or more elevated spiritual standing than anyone else. It means that I'm in need of forgiveness, that I'm in need of Jesus. I'm in need of the cross. You see, you explain, then you apply. At number three, there's a need, R, for response. So explain, apply, and third, respond. E-A-R, ear, explain, apply, Respond. You could read in Acts chapter 2 about Peter's great sermon on the day of Pentecost. And he preached Jesus. And the Bible says when he concluded his sermon, the people heard this. They were pierced in the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Acts 2.38, Repent. And be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So notice the people heard and understood Peter's sermon. Then they applied it to their life. They knew it meant something for them that they were guilty before the Lord. And then they asked, what is the response we need to have. So notice what we see about our relationship to God's word. When we hear with our ears God's word, we need to understand it, make application to our life, but then there is always, always some type of response we need to exhibit to the message of God's word. So we ask this question here. What does God want me to do with what I have learned? What does God want me to do with what I have learned? And I believe this. Whenever God shows up, whenever the Lord's word becomes clear in your mind, there is always some sort of response you can have. I've often heard it said that on on Sunday mornings, uh, the preacher may preach and he may give an invitation and there may be folks who seemingly give no response but there, no response is a response in and of itself. A no response many times is perhaps a rejection of God's word, or at best maybe just a showing of apathy to God's word. So there's always a response to God's word. Mark that. The Lord has something for you to do, something for you to believe, something for you to surrender, 
So if you want to study the Bible, well, take notes as you study the Bible and use this EARS acronym. Write out the E, explain, and maybe write a couple sentences of what the text means. And then apply, write out a couple sentences of what it means to you. Then the R, write some bullet points or sentences of some specific actionable things the Lord wants you to do. So maybe go back to our example, Romans 3.23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You're studying your Bible. You've written out what that means, explain, what it meant to the original audience, E, explain. You write out, apply, um, some things that means for you in your life. Then you could write out, R, what are some things the Lord wants you to do? Maybe you need to confess sin where you have been judgmental of others. Maybe you become aware through studying your Bible that you have sinned and you've never been saved and you need to be born again. Maybe through studying that verse, you understand that you have some brokenness or imperfection, some areas in which you need to grow. Maybe through studying that verse, you realize that you need a a time of just praising the Lord for the fact that he saved you a sinner. Maybe you realize you've been too harsh on some other people because of their imperfections and struggles. You've been a little bit self-righteous. You haven't thought about your own struggles and you need to go ask that person for forgiveness. See, there's so many different types of applications and so many different types of responses to God's word. There's a meaning for the original audience. The truth stays the same, but the application of the truth and the responses to the truth may change from person to person, generation to generation. Ears. Explain, apply, respond, and lastly, S, share. Share. I think about Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said, you will be witnesses after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Know this, Bible study is never supposed to be something that's for you alone. When you interact with God's truth, when you grow in your relationship with Him, when you experience more and more of the knowledge of the Lord, the Lord desires for you to take that knowledge and use it as a witness for Him. We are all called to be lights in the darkness. We are all called to be the salt of the earth. The Lord wants us to go into all the world, into our circles of influence, and give a testimony and bear witness for Him. It's how He desires to build His kingdom upon the earth. So when you study the Bible, don't be so myopic and so me-centered that you don't think about how the Lord wants to use you to share truth with others? Ask this question. With whom can I share what I have learned? With whom can I share what I have learned? So maybe go back to our example of Romans 3.23. That verse reminds you that all are sinners. And perhaps that verse reminds you of your need to be a witness to some person in your life. And maybe you decide from your Bible study time, I'm going to buy a gospel book, track. I'm going to get a a Bible study and give it to a friend who doesn't know the Lord. Or I'm going to invite a friend to church with me on a special occasion. Or I'm going to 
take a friend out to lunch and share the gospel with them. Or maybe in your life you have a friend who's struggling and they have some bitterness in their life and they're holding a grudge against someone because of something someone has done. And maybe you feel compelled through your Bible study to go encourage that person to practice forgiveness based on this truth that we're all imperfect and we all stumble in many ways. Again, the application and the responses could be numerous, innumerable. But I believe this, when we study God's word, God doesn't want us to put our light under a bushel basket. He wants us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. So as you study the Bible, don't just have your eyes on yourself. Remember the great commandment. Turn your eyes towards others and, 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 and take notes. Ask the Lord, with whom can I share what I've learned? And go out and share that. Truth in love. Don't do it in a pharisaical, judgmental, holier-than-thou type of way. Do it with a heart of compassion. And be ready to share what God shows you in the dark. Thank you for joining us today for our lesson on basic Christian life. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast or visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the materials presented in this lesson, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.